We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler, and it is great to be reunited with Grant Bills and Paul Emig for this week's episode of Mm-hmm, Mm-mm. We'll go around the horn and discuss various topics. Um, I've got a lot that I need to get off my chest. Oh, so hopefully I can do that. We are brought to you by Tupelo Honey. TupeloHoneyCafe.com is where you can... Make your reservations, downtown Milwaukee, Broadway, and Clyburn. I've been there. I mean, what I'm getting to is the second hand. How many times we've been going down there, get anybody coming in town, where should we go? We go to Tupelo Honey. Really great food, great service every time. Uh, Southern-inspired menu to check out. And also, we've got the old Easter brunch coming up on the calendar. So do not miss out there. We'll have more details on that, Tupelo Honey. Thank you, as always, to them. Speaking of my chest, I'm trying to figure out on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream here which one of these heads of the Bucks champions is Justin Jackson. He's not on it, is he? I don't know. He was. Did you see him talking soup the other day? Is the I guy in the, was... the guy in the middle looks like Nate Marzian? I'm very metal with the <laughs> hair. Yeah, who is that guy? He does. I don't know. How did Marzian sneak his way into the championship shirt? He probably deserves a ring. As someone that has poked fun at his content in the past, he is. I'll, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. They should probably give him a ring if they win again. Do you have a Bucks related at some point, Paul? Because I can. I, got, I just got one very specific thing to say. I do, and in fact, I was going to lead with that. All right. Well, we'll do that here in a minute. Um, We're okay. so back. We are so back. Speaking of back, Grant's back from Las Vegas, Radio Row, Super Bowl, producer, host. Chaser down of guests. Chaser you down. Made a lot of, you made a lot of m- uh, moments happen. I thought that, um, I will say this, I did watch a good portion of Bill's coverage. I thought it was great. I'm someone who has made fun of his Radio Row coverage in the past. Radio Row is just kind of ridiculous in general. So, like, it's... But I did think just... it was great. I thought I thought it was great. It's just impossible to know, like, who's going to be available on any given day or in, like, any given hour. So it could be 11 o'clock, and then at 11.30, we have an opportunity to talk to this person. But I'm a, I'm a preparer, especially, like, if I have a guest on for the first time, like, I want to go over the top. And you just – you can't because you just never know. Like, all I looked up, and Tom Grassi was, like, 10 steps away. It's like, well, I've never – I've never talked to Tom before, but he's a Packers guy, and, like, he was willing to come on. So it just – it happens Man of really the year. What, a, what an honor. 
Mm-hmm. He said, Roger Goodell. I haven't told you this, right? He's, he met Roger Goodell. I said, how is Raj? I, I don't think I said it like that. I how said, how was meeting? How was meeting Commissioner Goodell? He's like the firmest handshake. I bet like almost broke my hand and he slaps you on the bat like really hard. And I said, that's an alpha. I'm sorry. Adam, Adam Silver could never. So that was good to hear. Goodell slapped him where? On the back. Okay. I thought you said the backside, which might have implied his his butt. Well, I mean, back, backside. And so we, t- we talked to Grassi. Uh, Jordan Love came on the show, which was cool. Actually, a very did cool you moment. Grassi, did you say, what is it exactly that you do here? <laughs> That's exactly. I did not. But I could have because I don't I don't think and I would tell this to him like I I've never consumed his content before. I just saw Packer's face and he was doing that. He was just walking around like, would do you want to come on? And he was great. He was a great guest, but I'm not familiar with his work. Totally. I just I don't I don't. Hey, I don't know. I don't I've never seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies yet. Maybe it's like that. I don't know. Uh, apparently, Christopher Nolan would tell us that we need to watch those. I don't know if you've seen the. Christopher Nolan endorses Fast and the Furious movies clips making their way around the socials, but apparently. And I think that to expound on that, Paul. Yeah. I think that that one, that is one of the greatest things that Christopher Nolan could have ever said. By complimenting Fast and the Furious? Yes, because what Christopher Nolan does is make a specific kind of movie. Yeah. Um, he and his movies do make money. Oh yeah, but he's also complimenting someone else in the ecosystem of movies. That is not his kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And a uh, high tide lifts all boats. Oh, okay, sure. So I would like everybody to the next time that Tom Grassi watches a random Thursday night football game, go to his stream and just throw money at him. <laughs> just just pour money at him because a, a high tide lifts all boats. What's so, good for the goose is good for the gander. Is that uh, the type sure. of situation we're dealing with? Okay. So yeah. Grant, here's my question for you. I'm uh-huh. sure you did an extensive debrief upon returning home from Radio Row. Extensive. What's your biggest learning that you will apply oh. to a future year of producing mm-hmm. and hosting on Radio Row? Well, the agents run everything. You got to know the agents. Who reps who? Yeah. You know? Who, who reps who, who's with what company you got to save that information and you got to kiss butt. I met a couple of uh, agents or, or talent people from like networks, NFL network and ESPN who I have emailed a horrendous amount of times to try to get people for bill. And they, and they were like Andrew Howard from NFL network, very responsive, can't always accommodate, but very responsive. Oh, I, Volner, I've got a 0% with him. <laughs> Derek Volner at ESPN. Like I've emailed him about guests before. Not super responsive, but I, like I also get it. Like I'm sending so many emails. So to meet them, to put a hand in a hand and shake hands and said, I'm the guy. And, and to try to make that face-to-face connection. Also, Dan Orlovsky is the coolest dude. Because when I wrap up my show, it would have been four in Vegas time, six here. Like Radio Row's pretty empty. It's pretty quiet. There's people still around. It's not like a ghost town, but it's pretty empty. And as I'm packing up my stuff and leaving, Dan Orlovsky and his rep from ESPN are just going table to table to these small town radio, not the big sets. All the big people have left, and he's just going, doing five minutes with each table. And I talked to the guys from Boston next to me. I was like, is Dan just doing? He's like, yeah, he's just a really cool guy. He's just, you know, going around and saying hi to everyone and talking ball. So I have a a lot of respect. That is, I mean, if I was anybody, that is exactly 
what I would do. And you would think that, well, it might come off like, Hey, I'm somebody. Do you want to talk to me? But also like, if you're just a station, it's hard to like that. That's, that's great. I'm that's great for Dan. That's a huge, that's awesome. And I'm, and I'm honestly not surprised. I get that vibe. Like, I'm glad to know that the vibe that I saw is the actual real vibe. I mean, it kind of reminds me like that would make him like the Zach Lowe of NFL coverage. Like Zach Lowe from everything I've heard and read and seen is like, yeah, he'll, he'll give you time no matter what, no matter who. And like, just, just wants to talk hoops, just wants to talk shop. That's, that's great. Basically like everyone is so, some people are so much like, I'll never do a podcast again. No more podcasts. No matter, but then, no matter, but then they do a that? podcast with Jimmy Traina. That was Dana reason. White with uh, Howie Mandel. Well, I was talking about Kyle Brandt, but now Dana White. That was a stunt. That was, oh, that, that, was that was definitely like, that's more coverage for a Howie Mandel podcast than I've ever seen of a Howie Mandel podcast. I didn't even your, know he had one. Your CBS coworkers, Maggie Gray and Zach Gelb, both very cool. Zach Gelb was at Cigars with the Stars. I had to go say hello over a stogie. Um, and then... Florio, also very funny guy. He was doing like a little hosted event. Did I tell you guys about this? You, you did a little bit, but it, it, this is not welcome commentary on this channel. He he was doing like a little at the bar at the sports book at Mandalay with like 25 people. And they're all like hardcore PFT people because the only way he promoted it, I guess, is at the bottom of his blog. The only way I stumbled into it is because I wanted a drink. I was sitting like around the corner and I'm like, oh, Sims and Florio. Then I went up and introduced myself and I said, Florio, I'm a Packers shareholder. Your hate only makes us stronger. Please never stop. And we had a, he got a kick out of it. So I, I like Florio now. So, I, so I, I always kind of like Florio, but he's cool. He's here. I mean, he's a pretty brutal TV personality. He's, he's not, oh. he's not he's good. A, he's a pro's pro. What do you mean? No, no I, I, I Florio, mean, I, here's what I said about him the other night on this show. I said, Florio, like there's so much he does right. But there's also so much he does that is blatantly wrong. <laughs> and it's like a 50-50 split. <laughs> so just when you think you're out on Florio, he'll say something or do something. It's like, ah, I do like Florio. And then he'll spin it around and just be a complete jackass. My like, my favorite Florio take was on Pardon My Take because they have him on sometimes. And they're like, Florio's great. But sometimes in the offseason, he becomes like the crazy uncle that has like, the, the doomsday prepped basement where if you lock him away, like he'll come up with some takes and rants where it's like way off the reservation, if we can say that. And I actually thought that was a pretty good breakdown of Florio. Like he's the conspiracy theorist guy of NFL media. Although now we've gone way too nuts with conspiracy theories. So we might have to kind of recalculate. So you've been, place, you, but... you've been nice grant to far too many people who was a dick. Nobody comes to mind. I come I, on. I, I, I don't truly I'm not set you up. I need to know one guy who was like a little bit, not as kind as you would have expected or didn't give you as much time as you thought. Come on. Give us something. Well, that, that's an easy answer. Not as much time. That's gotta be Ryan Horvat. <laughs> oh no. Ryan Horvat took me out. No, on the, the, not, Horvat got me into a club. He took you to a club. Yeah, you got me in. He, oh, so he he was he was the reason that you guys were at that club. Okay, okay. Yeah, he he brought me along. He welcomed <laughs> me into his Bet MGM Tonight family for an evening and introduced me to the crew, Trista Crick, who also hosts Heat Check. You can hear it on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, yeah. uh, uh no cap, no chaser, or whatever she says. Um, and he got me into a club. It was like three hundred dollar cover, but he knew the guy. 
because of so course we're about I forgot to ask him how he knows Delilah. That was like my whole mission. And that's, oh, uh, by the way, a hell of a throwback for day one, or I guess maybe not day one, but old time listeners. I never asked. How do you know Delilah? But I do want to be clear. I'm not letting you off the hook with Ryan Horvat. Who, who, who was a dick? Come on. Give us give us something. Uh, we're not. Come on. I, I truly. Oh, I didn't yeah. talk to him. But Ryan Rosillo looked like a real jag at the airport. Like. <laughs> He did not look approachable. And that's unfair to him because if I would have said, hey, Ryan, love the podcast, he might have been like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. But like just the read I got of his face, I'm like, there's someone I would not approach as a fan. That's fine. Well, great stories. Glad you're home Um, so that you can play with us losers a little more. We are brought to you, as always, by Happy Place Hemp. HappyPlaceHemp.com, promo code BART for 25% off each and every order. They do have a seltzer now which you can pick up uh, at Ray's and Tosa. You can get it at their location in Muskego, and they've got extended hours now if you want to check that out on the website um, in Muskego. You can also order it, and you'll get free shipping if you get three or more four-packs. They come with uh, 10 milligrams THC and 10 of CBD. They are uh, they work quick. Let me just uh, say that. They, they work quicker than I was anticipating. So... I had a really good time at the basketball game I went to the other night um, as that was my pregame. I had a very good time. You can also get the gummies, uh, the THC uh, gummies, but the CBD, CBN ones do help me sleep when I come home. Uh, otherwise, I'm just at 1.30 in the morning. I lay in bed, and then I'm up until 3.45 without the assistance. So all that great stuff, happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. I do got to ask you because you were so curious about this when Tim Shea first started working his overnight shift, which is different than your hours. So what is your sleep schedule, Mr. Winkler? Well, here's what happened uh, today. We are recording on the 15th of February. Um, Happy side piece day, by the way. That's what today is. If you didn't know yesterday's Valentine's day and then today's side piece day. Grant is well aware. (laughs) I've never heard that before. I didn't either. I saw one lady tweeted and I didn't even, I I was so preoccupied with Ash Wednesday yesterday that I forgot it was Valentine's day. Oh, right. Right. Um, what my sleep schedule. So I went to bed. I, I went to bed, probably fell asleep about two 15. So that, that was just, a quicker one. That was that's good. typical. Okay. Oh, that's not typical. That's earlier than that's earlier than usual. Okay. Like if I don't take something and I might lay there till three 45. So then uh, I woke up, my kid went to school, and it was about 8.30. And then I thought, okay, I'm up. I am up. So you did five-hour sleep, give or take. I'm going to attack the day. I may need a nap at some point, but I thought, well, I'm recording with these boys, and they're gracious to give me their time, so I don't want to. So I was like, I'll just lay down. I'll lay down, and I'll get up about 10. I'll get up about 10.30. That'll be a good eight. And I got out of bed about 12.45. So as we're recording, I've not yet been up for two hours. Mm. That's my sleep schedule. So you're, basically, you're just napping. You're taking two naps each day, uh, like a middle of the night nap. And then yeah, I mean, I was only up for like 30 minutes. I don't know. I'd still consider that sleep. Okay. Fair. I'm not sure I hit REM sleep, mm-hmm. but I would still consider that sleep. Okay. Fair enough. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. All right, I, talk about the box, please. Topic I'm number one. Fucking just upset. I saw this tweet the other day. I don't know who it was, but I'm going to quote it exactly because I thought it was well phrased. Quote, folks, we can keep talking about defense and coaching, but if this is the version of Dame we're going to get, nothing else really matters. Why? Gee, can I ask before you? Can I? Oh, you do know who tweeted it. I do know. Who oh, I was like, wait, did you write down the tweet? And st- what the? F- okay, I'm sorry. That went over my head. Grand Grand Bills was in fact the author of that tweet. Oh, it was my tweet. I didn't even. Oh shit! What did you wait, say? You say it again? Well, I wasn't listening because I was so confused as to how you remember to tweet verbatim without remembering who sent it. Which uh, one was it? It was the folks. We can keep talking about defense and coaching, but if this is the version of Dame we're going to get, nothing else really matters. So I say to you, we can keep talking about defense and coaching. But if this is the version of Dame we're going to get, this is nothing else really matters. The Bucks are not going to go very far. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Um, this is what I wanted to say, and I'm glad you brought that up because I've seen that echoed by other people. Ty Windish as well. Well, other people. Basically, what I have seen is people that were very upset about the coach, Adrian Griffin, um, wanted him fired immediately. Okay. We're not willing to be patient at all. Then get Doc Rivers, some stumbles in the beginning, a nice win against Denver, but then, uh, you know, two steps back against the Heat. Mm-hmm. And then now, as we head into the All Star break, the people that were very upset about how the Bucks have been playing have come to the conclusion. Guys, this is just about Dame. If Dame's hitting, we're winning. If he's not, we're not. Yeah. That 
that's always that's always been the case. Mm. This team was always they they have a team that is good enough to win a championship. They always have. I think. Okay. It just feels like, and I like I said, okay, they're playing better on defense. You know, the two much, games under a hundred, much, much better on defense. And I'm not saying that the coaching change wasn't uh, a positive. I think that yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. I. It was very premature for people to be like that. But they were like, it, like if if you're like, oh, there's gold under here. After two, you know things with your pickaxe you don't know you're just guessing oh they found gold oh good for fucking you you're a genius (laughs) but there was gold there was a lot of gold they were right it's just like i just yes this is about dame we we need dame to score middleton's been hurt yeah you need dame to score and the, the 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 trade deadline really got to me because so many of these people are upset about i just i don't understand i don't understand how anybody in 2024 and maybe maybe the people that I'm looking at don't have uh, a, a wife or kids. I mean, that takes up some time. Maybe they don't have extracurricular things going on. Maybe their job is a piece of cake and I don't know. But there's just I don't understand how you have so much energy and time and availability to like give a shit who the 14th guy on this Bucks team is. <laughs> I, like, like, there's half of these faces. I don't fucking know who they are. You want a title? You don't even I remember. mean, obviously I do. No, but your point is taken. It's like, oh, I forgot that guy was on the championship team. Yeah. You're right. So. You're right. I don't know. That's that's where I'm at. I, so I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not going to, they're not going to win a finals if Dame is ass. So or even, or even mid. You yeah, know what I mean? Like if be... he's if he's and, just oh by the way, he's starting in the all-star game this fucking weekend. If everybody forgets. And, and, and even if and even if you're like, yeah, well, he shouldn't be because Jalen Brunson. Okay, fine. He should be a top reserve on the all-star. You know what I mean? Like it, it it's splitting hairs to be like, well, he but he shouldn't be. Like he's having statistically okay, since 2024, Dame's three-point percentage is what 28%. And isn't Giannis is like 29%? So Giannis is a better three-point shooter than Dame. Yeah, if that's what the three point percentages are in the playoffs, yes, the Bucks are not going very far. Like, I, so mm-hmm, you know, obviously to Grants or whoever it was on Twitter's question or point, a comment um, that we're recirculating here, but like he's Dame by Dame standards is having a Dame year. It, this isn't Giannis where you're taking sixty percent of your shots near the rim. Long range shooters fluctuate. Like, there's very there's huge variance. This is not. And by the way, like as good as Dame always was in Portland and all the individual accolades, then I mean this isn't entirely Damian Lillard's fault, but they were never that good of a team. They never went very far. This isn't like plucking Steph Curry and saying, "Well, this guy's well, won multiple titles or he's been to all these finals appearances." Like this, this is I think this is pretty Dame, and people just didn't see much of it because he was playing in Portland for a decade. Okay, well I remember Paul when Dame got here. And I don't mean to put words in your mouth or like dig up history, but I remember you being like, oh, they'll win a title. If not this year, next year, like you were as bullish. I still believe that. Yes. And you were as bullish on this edition as anyone that I've ever met. So now you're looking at me and saying, but this is who Dame has always been. I I think, you know, Dame's history better than me. I think you have a better grasp or, or, or did it that you were more excited about this edition and, and grasped it 
a lot better than I did when it first happened. So you tell me if this is what Dame has always been, where's the disconnect? You know what I mean? Expectations were way out of whack for what you had, this- but, but that's, but that's why I'm asking. Cause you had title expectations. Like I still very, do very assuredly. Oh, okay. So what I'm okay. saying is like, let's put it this way. Damian Lillard has to have four out of seven games in a series needs to have four 25 point plus games in those seven. Their record, it's the 25 point marker. That's like the, the, the line where if he has, if he has fewer than that, they lose. If the, if he has more than 25, they win. I'm willing to bet out of all the bets that you could have made of what a Grayson Allen or drew holiday package could have been, or could have just kept Grayson and drew that, I'm willing to bet that in a span of two seasons, because that was what I said this year or next year, they're winning a title, which I wouldn't be as bullish on today, but I would still be bullish on it. Like I still believe that not as a Bucks fan, but as an NBA observer, fan of the but, league. but Dame has also had, and it, you know, I, I know there'll be people who hear this or when they read it, they're like, listen, man, everyone has challenges at home and they battle through them and they still do their job. But like, he's lived in Portland for all these years. He's moving away. He's not seeing his kids. He's going through a divorce, all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. And yet, so like, see, I think what Giannis is, I think what Giannis is a, a tough superstar to ever then if, if like, if if you're a, okay, Grant, you're 25. Right. And Mm -hmm. I, you're an NBA hound, but like if, if Giannis is the superstar that people in that age bracket have watched for the most part for like their development of their basketball lives, He's always going to, like, Giannis is predictable. Like, when you're good on defense and you're a huge, tall, long dude and you score most of your points at the rim, you're going to get a pretty consistent day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month performance. High floor. High floor. High, uh, yes, high, thank you, high floor. The floor and ceiling on a guard who has to shoot from the outside and, like, yeah, Dane gets to the line and all that, too. But, like, there's a much wider variance of night-to-night performance. Much, 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 much wider divide of night-to-night performance. And I think that's been disorienting for a lot of Bucks fans because their expectation is superstar, consistent. Giannis is a superstar. He's consistent. Dame is a superstar who's not consistent for multiple reasons. First off, he's still new in a new city. And his first time in a new team, he's not the 1A option, so to speak. I know in the fourth quarter, he probably should be. But like there's there's variance, and I think that's hard, especially when like you know you traded what you traded to get him. All, all of that to say, mm-hmm, to your tweet, Grant, if this is what you're gonna get, like there's gonna be question marks. But I I also think there's been like too harsh of judgment. I think we've, I think I've gotten from Dame what I expected to get from Dame. That if you if you get a high scoring night, you win. If you don't, you lose. That's what he is on this roster. So uh, I, I guess I'm still willing to make that gamble and make that bet that he'll have in a seven game series, four good ones and three bad ones, and, and you win that series. Because I think if he does have four good games out of seven, regardless of the opponent, I think the Bucks win the series. I still believe that. What do you think of that synopsis? I uh, I have stopped. I've I. You stopped listening? No, I'm I'm on a, I'm on a big unfollow streak. <laughs> I'm just tired of it. I, I go online, I see these people bitching about Dame. Like, I, again, my biggest gripe with Twitter and social media is that it's. I just don't think you should put your initial feeling on the internet. I agree. You follow over four thousand people. How do you do that? I follow like 
barely 400. That's too many. It's too many. You need to narrow well, your I always, I always and to put yourself in an that, echo chamber. That's what you need well, to do. Well, if you listen to <laughs> yeah. I just I was always like, oh, if you if you listen to my show and, and you clearly listen to my show by some interaction or something, I want to follow you and I want to know what people are talking about. No, no need. That's, that's like a high school teacher friending all of his students on Facebook. No need for that. <sighs> in, unless like those who call my show a ton. And are really active on Twitter. Like I'll follow some back, but I, I just, I had a I realization. I, I had a realization just today. I was doing some uh, shoveling, some light shoveling as some, some, one of my neighbors did my sidewalk. Thank God. Wow. Very nice. And my snow blower broke, but I have a replacement part, but Oh, I, I waited too long. So it's not here yet. But anyway, I just shovel a little bit because the sun did some good work for me, and so wait, wait, but, okay. So you actually did shovel. You did, you did physical manual labor to get your snow off your yeah driveway. Good. For it was pretty easy. I just shovel into the grass. I mean, it's pretty easy. But there's a that part of the driveway works, that's steep, and then so I shovel it into the wall, and then I have to hit, pick, oh, pick it over. Man, how do you get? How do you live? I don't even. And know. it was you chunk. But but here's the thing. So I was I was doing this. And it's relatively light labor. I'm thinking, oh, you know, anybody could just fucking do this, be done in 10 minutes. And there was at one point when I was like, I just was kind of like resting on the wall. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, and I, I, this is not official till May, but I thought to myself, I'm 40. Like, my brain needs to catch up with my body. Because I think your body, you still assume... I still assume I got the same body that I had when I was 21 or when I was like a high school runner. It's like, Oh no, I'm just, I got a little fatter. I got a, no, I, I am 40. And so I bring this up because I'm going to start thinking like a 40 year old. Now I'm going to start thinking, mm -hmm. I don't need to follow these children just because <laughs> they might know who I am. And I have to be subjected to their fucking bullshit. <laughs> Unfollow. <laughs> That was a long way to say I'm going to unfollow some people because I'm 40. For you should no other unfollow reason. like 3,000 people is at minimum. So basically, whenever I see a tweet that I don't like, I just unfollow. That's good. You should. Um, Grant, it was your tweet. Did anything that I said or Bart's long rambling shoveling analogy change the way you think about it? Like, did it reinforce the way you think about it? I mean, where, where are your hopes and expectations given the, the way you framed your tweet and the way that Dame is playing? No, because I think we, we, for the most part, are standing on the same take ground yeah. here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like, look, at this, look at this. Look at this fucking child's tweet. I'm just scrolling through Twitter. It was good that you waited to continue yeah. talking about this. Go ahead. He does this. You know this. <laughs> Go ahead. Folks, we can keep talking about defense and coaching, but if this is the version of Dame we're going to get, nothing else really matters. Unfollow. <laughs> Look, is it the way I worded it? No, it's no it was, you, we both agree with you. We're just No, like I suppose I could have worded it like I don't, I don't know. It is a little defeatist sounding. It's like, man, if this is what but, we're going to get. But I, but, I, but I would but again, I would say if it's a if it's a 3 for 14 Dame shooting night where he scores 13 points, they are going to lose that game, like with 90% probability. I would that, like for them to not lose to the shitty teams. Like, I'd like for them to be able to beat a poor team 
or an average team when they're at full strength and they're not playing a back-to-back. Like I, I would like for them to be able to absorb a poor Dame night. And I think also like my only other complaint, I guess my only other comment is I, I would like for the bad Dame nights to be fewer and farther between. It feels like they've been uh, more frequent maybe than they should be. But, but also you, you, you posted that on a bad Dame night, which was also a game in which Middleton was not available, right? Uh-huh. So if Middleton's not available and Dame is a 25% field goal shooter, they will lose. There's like there's nothing Doc Rivers or Giannis or Brooke or anyone else can do about that. You don't win if Middleton's not available and Dame shoots 25% from the field. So like it, it doesn't and by the way, it doesn't invalidate what your 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 tweet was. Like, and I I agree with what you're they they can't have four out of seven of those type of nights. And I will say for the record, like I if I, my biggest hesitation. Well, okay, you know what? Let's turn the, let's try to turn this into a topic on the fly. Your biggest hesitation for the Bucks winning the finals is the health and availability of Chris Middleton. That is the biggest swing factor, the biggest wild card. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. No. Mine is that they get outplayed by a team they shouldn't. They get scared against the heat or scared against the Pacers. I don't know. Like, I, I still think that this is a, I'm always going to be flip the switch guy. Yeah. I, I just, I just think the bucks have a great roster. Um, I think, yes, I think they're they're have, holes. They have a very good top heavy roster, but yeah, but they have Damon Giannis. I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into that because if the Lakers have, you know, AD and LeBron and, and yeah. they struggle. Yeah. So I look, our path right now if we if we're the three seed we're playing the pacers i mean fuck, i might put a little scratch on the fucking pacers would you really i re- i mean i i know that what we've seen uh in front of our faces then if we, we win that series it's uh so three six would play what four three, five three well three two would be so oh, we play two seven so we got the calves that's fine <clears throat> Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying these are like the Pacers are good. The Cavs are playing very well. Well, Donovan Mitchell's above Giannis in the MVP race. I should hope. And, and, I mean, how could you well. not have that on your ballot? Sure, you know what I? You know, I have one gripe about the Bucks, and I'll be very brief. I don't like that the media is holding Adrian Griffin and Bud against Giannis because the NBA media yes. apparatus at large, the national media, and I don't like saying national media, A, because it's a cliche, and now B, because our friend Bart is a part of it. The national media for two years pissed and moaned about how the Bucks need to fire Bud. Like, I, I didn't dream that, right? Like, it was yes. every other week. Yeah, there was a guy that tweeted that he holds, he's like, I would have put Giannis in my top five, but the coach thing unsettles me. Yeah. yeah. Well, is he a top about, five player? Is he, a, is he an MVP player or not? How about this tweet? How about this tweet from an author that I will not reveal Ooh. until later? What a this is posted today. What a train wreck of a season this has been for the Bucs. They are 35 and 20 and eight games out of first in the East. The Bucs will now have to go 23 and four the rest of the way to match last season's league best 58 and 24 record. Somewhere in the heart of Texas, Mike Budenholzer has to be smiling. Oh, was it Gary? It was Gary with an E. Jerry Wolfel. That was Wolfel's post. Which, we might um, be woefully late to change topics. I, honestly, we're already a half hour into this, and we've been dwelling on the Bucks. The Bucks bum me out. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of watching it at a distance. I'm not really tweeting much during games. I'm not really interacting. I, I don't talk about him a ton on my show. I had Ty Windish the other day, who's great, but 
I'm just kind of in wait and see mode with the Bucks. I don't know if it if it behooves us to like break it down to the itty bitty details of the minutia. I think that fans, I think that Bucks fans feel like they can change, they can make change, and now some well, feel they have made change. Yeah, I was say, I'm, I'm not convinced that they didn't have a role in that. <laughs> I just think like. Bucks, fa- Bucks fans think they're WWE fans, or if you bitch loud enough, they'll change the product. Wait a minute, though. Like, okay, so mm-hmm or mm-mm. Bucks fans had some... No. Some bearing on that decision. No. no. The Brewers fans might have had some bearing, might, on some of the decision-making over the last couple of months. We also might have a role in Paige Speronic coming back to the ballpark this coming summer. Like Brewers fans, I think, yes, there is some impact because well, Mark Anasio is on Twitter. He yeah. pays attention to the fans. Is so he on what- Facebook? People keep friending Mark Antanasio and he like comes up as a friends you may know. M- Mark Antanasio does? <sighs> I know that wasn't very anticlimactic, but... Um... Yeah, that really pissed me off. <laughs> what, did, say, what is the right way to say you, it? You do say it wrong. Uh, anticlimactic. Nope. You have to say there's an. You have to hit the X on climax. Anticlimactic. You have to hit like a C T. Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. But if you like, like that, that I think that is a gripe I have. If I'm doing a 15 minute monologue off the top of my dome, and but I get you mean, a word wrong. Well, here's here's what I would say, and I say this so lovingly, and you know that. But like you're not misspeaking, you just don't know how to say the word. <laughs> <laughs> but I know how to say so many other words. It's it's not. <laughs> Why don't I get credit for the ninety nine point nine percent of the words I know how to say? Why doesn't Dame get credit for the good games he does have? Um, <laughs> well, that's the case with national media. Nobody wanted to bring up. Nobody asked me about the Bucks after they beat the Nuggets. Nobody. And, and then and they, they lose to the Heat, and it's like, hey, Bart, what's wrong with the Bucks? I did hear you bring that up from a TM national perspective, and that you should you should always say that because you you were bantering with not only Shep but with uh, was it Marco that night? No, it was Pat Boyle that night, and okay. they had they were all about this Knicks this Knicks uh, protest. Which, and by I'm the like, way, you were wrong about that. That is a big story. I didn't heard about it until they started talking about it. They, they, they get, there's like 10 games that get protested every year. They the might NBA goes, the NBA goes, fuck no. They might win that protest. No. The crew chief immediately after the game said, oops. Then that's the game. You can't. I'm not saying it's not the game. Not I, I'm, just, like, I'm just saying if there was ever a chance for a protested game to be overturned, this is it. And by the way, if that game does get overturned, like, how does that the next time they play, do they restart at 113, 113? So the last time that this happened was in 2008. Okay. And um, I think it was the Heat. They had Shaq, who erroneously, did I say that one right? That was really good. There was a foul called on him, so it got him kicked out of the game. Oh. because But it shouldn't have been. It was not a six foul. So they replayed. I forget who they played, maybe the Knicks or Charlotte or someone, but they replayed this, the Hawks. They we would have heard about game. it if it was the Knicks. Would have been a huge yeah. story. <laughs> they replayed that happened in October or November. And so they replayed it in March the next time the two teams played. But by then, Shaq had been traded to the Suns. Oh my gosh. Wow. So it didn't matter, but they still had to finish. Oh wow. So they, they were replaying the game because Shaq shouldn't have been out, and yet they didn't have Shaq. Huh. 
So they they started, they tipped off, played for a minute and a half, and then took a two-minute break and then tipped off the new game. I, I vaguely do remember that. I, I didn't remember the Shaq detail about that he was in Phoenix, but I, I remember the restarted game now that you say that. Um, yeah. But this, this might be Shaq the first was- one. This one very well could probably should be the first one in 16 years. Because, But anyway, all of that to say, uh, yeah, Grant, you didn't answer the second uh, spontaneous mm-hmm, which was uh, – so I'm just going to say – to me, Chris Middleton's health and availability is what would, it would, which is what would hedge me against being confident in the Bucks because I don't trust his availability. If he's there and he's playing and he's not too far from 100% in terms of the total minutes he can play and what he's able to do, I think the Bucks will win one of the next two titles. Unfortunately, I, as I, you know, like right before we came on the air, we talked about how there's an Isaiah Stewart injury report that says Isaiah Stewart jail unavailable for tonight's game. For me, I, I, I sent one to some friends after the trade deadline, which was like Middleton parentheses, old comma frail and parentheses unavailable to play. And then, oh, it's just a lower ankle. But like, I just, I don't, I wouldn't have traded Chris Middleton because I don't think Chris Middleton is good. I do think Chris Middleton is good. Well, I'm I just, glad we spent I, so many segments talking about it. Then if you never I'm, wanted to trade him, I'm, I'm glad no, we no, avoided I, I, all of the no, discourse. I'm not, I, I would have, I would have well, I would have explored it aggressively, but I'm saying oh, it would have it wouldn't did. have been because I forgot how good he was in the lead up to winning the championship. Like if, if Middleton is healthy and available, I'm saying the Bucks win one of the next two titles. Point blank. Because I believe Dame will have a good Dame game, 25 points plus in four of the seven during a series. But they can't do that if Middleton's not available. And my biggest hesitation with saying the Bucs will win one of the next two titles is that I don't, unfortunately, trust Middleton to be healthy and available, which isn't totally the guy's fault. It's not even kind of like a criticism. It's more of a horse thing than it is a Middleton thing uh, or a training staff thing or whatever else. But like that that's what concerns. So, Grant, is to what's your biggest wild card? of is The Bucs don't win the title. Is it because Dame had more than three out of seven bad games in a series? Is it because... Doc wasn't, you know, integrated enough into this roster. It was Middleton. Like, where, where's your, where would you put your highest piece of the percent of the pie? Probably Middleton's health. But that was All the case right. last so we, two years, too. We, I think we, we do agree. agree. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, real quick. I know you're going to post this pretty quickly, Bart, but uh, so this might be old news pretty quickly. Signed Danilo Gallinari? Mm-hmm or mm-mm? I don't care about anybody that doesn't play. So what, why would he not play though? He would play because he's Danilo Gallinari. I don't care. I, I, I could not, I don't care. Buyout market. Who are they going to get? Oh, Thad Young got signed. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Ty Windish was very distraught over that. Well, I mean, th- that's fine for Ty, but it's like, well, Bucks legend, Marvin Williams. I hear you, man. I, I get it. Bucks legend Pog of Soul. Yep. What do these guys do? Gallinari signing or not signing is not the difference between them winning or losing. But I would say, as someone who likes the doc hire, obviously, like it's not even like a question in my mind, he's not going to play Bochamp and Ajax a lot, if at all. He might play AJ Green now. Like if AJ Green comes out of this as like the most played young Bucks player in the playoffs, you would be surprised. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I'm with Grant. I don't want to talk about the Bucks anymore. 
Did Grant I mean, Doc, Doc likes playing AJ Green. He, that's what I'm saying. Like AJ Green might I be like the, the winner of the three young dudes. I just like, okay, so they got Memphis tonight. Just try not to look like shit going into the all-star break so we're not miserable. Well, Memphis has got nobody available. Like, oh, great. Yeah. Just is like Gigi, the Heat. Is your boy Gigi Jackson even available tonight? Yeah, I think he's starting along with uh, V. Williams. That must be Venus. Um, <laughs> Jordan Goodwin. Oh, my God. Everybody's out. Who, give me the rest of that lineup. The uh, lineup is Goodwin, Luke Kennard, if he plays. Vince Williams, Gigi Jackson, and Santi Aldama. Aldama. I want to say Aladna from the movie The Marvels. Ah. The planet that's 97% water. Ah. Of course. And Darben tries to take the water there. and The blip didn't affect that planet? I was reading. They never mentioned it. They never bring it up. I guess we'd have no fucking way of knowing. You're right. They never fucking mention it. I've only seen 12 minutes so now of The Marvels. But I read about Darben. I w- I was not familiar with Darben's part of this story. Uh, what are the Packers' three biggest offseason needs? I would say, <laughs> Jesus Christ, if I had to. All right. So the uh, here, you know, can the... I can I do the Bardo meter question with oh, Paul? Oh my God, please. Yes, it's a good one actually. Yes, please. Well, so, ask Paul. He's in charge of this. Thursdays at ten. Yeah, Thursdays at ten Central. The Bardo meter, which. Is not me. No, no one thinks it is. But I'm trying to come up with what I think it will program. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from a national perspective. Hashtag. I wish uh, I could print change print. the name of the show to that. What, Bartometer? No, th- from a national perspective. That's funny. Because <laughs> people, like Grant, Grant, you do it as a joke, but I've been on other shows and they're like, well, no, from a national perspective. I don't, I'm in Wisconsin, dude. I don't. This fucking is no. This is the problem with this fucking show is we we notice all these cliches that are used every day on every single sports show and we laugh about them but then I try to consume other people's content and it's ruined. Well, somebody you know how many times a day someone on Twitter or someone on Sports Radio TV say both things can be true. Yeah. Two things can be true. Yeah. Someone in Cleveland like, "Do you think Donovan Mitchell's going to get traded?" I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" I said no, and then they like made a blog post about it. Did they really? <laughs> I don't know. Is are they very with the players? Is he, is he with, the, is he with the coaches, the organization? I don't All right. Know. So outside of the Chiefs and the Niners, who's got the best chance to win the Super Bowl? Oh, this is awesome. The real debate is where to put the Packers. Okay. So initially. On a rough draft. Hold on. Let me give me five seconds. Uh, you go ahead. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. On a rough draft, I was thinking Ravens, Bills. In no particular order? No, this is the order. Okay, go ahead. Ravens, Ravens Bills. Bills, Eagles. Yep. Packers. Ooh, okay. Love it. Lions. Wow. Cowboys. Yep. Jaguars. Jaguars. Yep. Texans. Wow. And then the Jets. Wow. If they fire Robert Sala before the beginning of the season. What they won't. Okay. Was that not? And then then I was discussing with Grant and we thought, well, if the Ravens and Bills didn't do it when the Chiefs were down, 
and at home. Yeah. <sighs> Balloons just went off in Bart's screen for some unknown reason. <laughs> Dan Shaney YouTube. Which another guy switched, Zach. Shout out to Zach. Saved 700 bucks. Um, did you yeah, name mine? Did you hear my when I was talking about Dan Shady last time? I when I switched to Dan, he's like, You do your show in your basement, right? And I'm like, Yeah, why? He goes, Don't you want basement insurance? You've told this story. I said that you could do the same read more than once, jackass. You told this story, <laughs> Dan Shady. Okay, so was, was that nine teams or ten that you named? I think I ended up naming nine. I want to do eight. So then uh, when I was talking about this with Grant in our pre-show meeting, <laughs> AKA before you got here at the scheduled time, um, <laughs> then we decided to put Cowboys number one. Number one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think they're going to get Derrick Henry. Yeah, but and, I, but I don't mean this dismissively. But like, who cares? Like, if Derrick Henry's not the difference between the Cowboys winning or not winning, a lot. You're right. It's Dak, and this is Dak. So the questions are: Who's number one most likely to win the Super Bowl? Nine Chiefs or Niners? And then where do the Packers go? Is the answer the same? I would not put the Ravens. I don't trust Chris Middleton's availability in the playoffs. I don't trust the Ravens to go and win three, four. I'm games. not buying into the chargers. I don't think that not to win that. They're not, they're not going to go from what they've been to winning the super bowl. So I, I agree with you no. there. Um, How could you pick anyone in the AFC other than the chiefs? Right. So that's why I got to go with an NFC team. I think you, but, and that's, what's going to be the explanation, but then who is in the NFC? I'm going to want to put Packers. The Packers are going to beat the lions. See, that's seem that, that way. Uh, I would, I think, uh, I would like to think so. I, I think, from a national perspective, putting the Packers ahead of the Lions is kind of homery. It yeah, doesn't. Bardo meter does not want to come off as homery. I want to give the Bardo meter some, from a national perspective, some sort of. Uh, I'm picturing, I'm picturing myself walking with headphones in as I'm hearing it for the first time that the Bardo meter, which you created and developed but is not your opinion if the bartometer puts packers one the whole thing's a fucking disaster if if the bartometer put the packers ahead of the lions and the cowboys i would laugh to my i would be walking with my headphones and i'd say oh because that was that would literally be my reaction as lame as that would be but that would be my reaction because i'm like oh boy the bartometer has been influenced so bartometer by- thinks an nfc team needs to be one but it's it's such a cluster though right like there's not a clear but Bartometer also likes the Bills, I think. May I throw I, a it, team into the ring that we haven't discussed yet out of the NFC? Yes. Oh, my. The, the Rams? Ram? Yeah. Yeah. I like the Rams yeah. a lot. I do, too. I think I, I would have nominated them to be team number 10. We're if, all in the we're all in the Ramley with this team. I didn't like them a couple years ago, but then they won their Super Bowl. Yeah, you, you like the guy with the Rams. And you never like my tweet. Like, you don't normally like my tweets. I'm glad you got a kick out of that one. I, like I did that interview one. a guy. I did interview a, a Rams player. Yes. Your buddy. I don't like your, t- I retweet you more than I like you. I don't. Exactly. You don't throw around cosmetic likes. I do. I like, Hey, remember me. I like your stuff. I, Hey, good. And for yet, you. Like, and yet, I, and yet, who is it? Herman. He still won't follow you. Yeah, he won't. Bukowski. I literally had to tell him in person to follow me. And he's like, Oh, I, I, I had you on one of my lists. I didn't even know. I'm 
okay, okay, okay. I, by the way, that, that, I believe that excuse because I do lists and I look at the list more than I look at regular Twitter. So I'm sure I've, I've done the same thing. What about, I mean, I, there's not a team from the NFC South to nominate, but like what, what someone's going to win that division and be in the playoffs a la Tampa. Well, it depends who Atlanta gets as their quarterback. See, I think Atlanta is like a sleeper here. Post-draft, Atlanta could be in the top 10. Who are I they did. drafting? Or post-free agency or post-finding a quarterback. Well, they're not getting Jaden Daniels if they're going to stay where they are because he's Kurt Benkert's QB1. Based Price on 10 minutes up. of highlight film he watched. Does does Dallas, in the Bar- if you could ask the Bartometer this question, does the fact that McCarthy and Dak are both in the final years of their deals help or hurt their standing in the Bartometer's perception of them? I would assume it helps since McCarthy is nobody's underdog. So you did think you it's hear propel Dallas? Okay. Did you hear? By the way, go back and watch James Jones' interview on the herd earlier this week. They were talking about Kyle Shanahan. I actually really like James Jones on so with not, not, only, not only do you want me to listen to Colin Cowherd, who I don't oh listen to, but you want me to hear James Jones on Colin. Cowherd. This is asking a lot, but make your case. James Jones, it was great. And they're talking about Shanahan and his decision-making. And he asked, hey, with McCarthy, did you prepare for game situations? James Jones, waxing poetic. Oh, yeah, all, all all the time throughout the season, randomly. You'd think practice would be done. All of a sudden, you hear a whistle. Never mind, we're going to run this situation. It's overtime. This is how much time is on the clock. He said Mike McCarthy was, he was nothing if not prepared for any and all situations. So I might be backing on McCarthy, especially now with Mike Zimmer. I'm back in on the Cowboys. I think we're going Cowboys number one. I think we're going Cowboys number one. I I think as long as you can justify that the Bartometer recognizes McCarthy and Dak are in the final years of their contracts and that that could, in theory, be a distraction, the Bartometer has ruled that it's not going to be a distraction and thus. But I I do think that's possible. All right. Let me ask you this, though, Bart. I love the the Cowboys love uh, content-wise. Let's say a fully healthy Rams team meets a fully healthy Cowboys team at AT AT&T Stadium in the divisional round next year. Who are you? Who are you? Who would you pick? Dallas. Come on. Really? Yep. Yep. Stafford is Stafford is very old, like in quarterback. Very, very good. Well, my question again, not to continually berate Middleton's health, but like you have to ask yourself, is Stafford available for that game? True. 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 I think Jacksonville should get some love here. Jacksonville. Yeah. But I once heard that, that Trevor Lawrence is Daniel Jones. To this point in his career, statistically, they are similar. I would give more upside to Trevor Lawrence. Similar. Are, are they not identical? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you not have Cincinnati? Oh, fuck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, that's one way to respond. <laughs> Tim? Post? 5130. Well, aren't, aren't, aren't you glad you have us? I'm glad here. I brought it up. Yeah, dude, because, I mean, it's hard, right? Because you're looking at the standings. You're like, okay, Bengals are four. All right, Bengals but, are one. But Bengals. Not, to, not to bring up Chris Middleton again, do you trust Joe Burrow to be available yeah. for that game? Bengals are like one. It. Bengals are one. Simply put, the team I forgot is now number one. <laughs> I love Joe's the only guy to beat Mahomes. I, I would flip a coin with Buffalo and Cincinnati, and I think the coin would come up Cincinnati. In terms of like AFC number one team, if it's not the Chiefs, if it's not the Niners, uh, I mean, the Packers are going to be like six or seven. Is, did it'll Miami? Did, did the Dolphins not make your top ten? 
Dolphins are not in the top ten. Um, that's a that's a, that's a extraordinarily hot take. Well, the Dolphins can't for for them to go to a Super Bowl, they need to be the number one seed and only play at home, and they're not good enough to beat good teams to get the number one seed. Don't here, here's my only here's my only feedback for you slash. Well, maybe I can put them ahead of the Texans. I think you should. Uh, I really like the Texans. I've always believed in all their top players. The Dolphins, the like, don't forget their defense was decimated by injuries by the end of this season. Like, totally decimated. I like. By the way, I think they're absolutely out of their minds to do what it, they're being reported to do, which is to like lock up Tua now and give him the money and like. God, I would that that would be my hesitation. Like, what's the biggest thing holding the Bucks from winning the title in my mind? Whatever we talked about that. What's the biggest thing that would hold the Dolphins from reaching their peak? For me, is like, oh my, you're really gonna commit heavy to Tua? Like, why? Well, like, if, um, he, if he if he accepts like 28 million a year, he won't. Cool. I, that, no, no, I'm saying if he would, good. That's a good deal for Tua. If we're talking like 40 to 50, you're you're out of your mind to do that for him. All right. Um, the Dolphins should be there ahead of the Texans. I'm going to pull the plug since Grant has got to do a show soon. And they should certainly be ahead of the Jets. I know you want to do your funny Robert Sala thing, which will be entertaining. Uh, but find a say, Jets fan that disagrees or a member of Jets media that disagrees, by the way, with that thought process. On I'm not saying Sala. it's wrong, but I'm saying they won't fire Sala and thus it's irrelevant. I have one more question. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You want the Packers to be the opponent for the Eagles in Brazil on that Friday night. Mm -hmm. I don't, because I'd have to work. <laughs> oh, that's a very unique angle that only applies to a few people, one of which is glad we spent I, time I didn't, I didn't, I didn't answer, obviously. <laughs> I, I really do value. So wait, would that be the second game of the season? Would there be the first, Thursday night? First, first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, because yeah. there would be the Thursday night game. Friday nights for high school kids. I don't want to be a part of that. Something that takes away from the Friday night lights and the boys of fall. But let's be honest. You're going to watch that Friday night game in Brazil. What time would that be on Central Time? Do we know? Uh, Brazil's two hours ahead of the East Coast, I think. Two hours ahead of the East Coast? Okay. Huh. So that game could start at like 5 o'clock. I, I need to look at a map. Yeah, the it's three like hours ahead. It's 6.15 in Brazil as we talk at 3.15. What what city are, was this in? Sao Paulo. It's the only one I could have named and thus would have been my guess. Rio de Janeiro. Okay, sorry. I could have named two. But where, the, Olymp where the Olympics were. Yeah. And the right. other city there. Do, do they have the game time for this, though? Seriously, I Brazil bet the game's going to I bet, I bet the game will start at 4.30 Central Time. So actually, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have to work. They're not going to start that thing local time past 7.30. Oh yeah, it's like oh, if so you <laughs> longitudinally, it's like out in the middle of the fucking Atlantic Ocean. I thought that North America people think South that South America and North America are like this. I did, I did, I did. It's diagonally. Yeah, it's it's closer to Iceland longitudinally than it is to to New York. It looks like uh, maybe about it might be pretty close. Greenland at the very least. Greenland. Well, Greenland is covered in ice. Yeah, if you take South well, America, used to be that's why it was named Greenland back in the day. According, if you to take South America's westernmost point, it is like Cleveland. That's wild. It, Say that one more time. South America's westernmost point lines up with about Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Wow.
people do forget. They do. So again, I would say if that game is on at four thirty on a Friday, sent four thirty Central Time, which again I, they're going to start local time around seven thirty. Yeah, I, I want it. Let's do it. Well, unless we think it's going to unless unless we think it's going to be like a relatively significant disruption. We know how Matt LaFleur always nails weird travel but schedules. Is, it's not the worst because they've got it's week one and then they'll come back by Saturday and have some time to unwind. And yeah. It's young kids now, you know, it's just a bunch of kids. They ain't 40 years old, like you know, shovel the dick shit out there. <laughs> what? All right, good to reunite. We're gonna do uh we're gonna do some brewers next time. So Bart, I just want you to be pre-excited for that. I am excited. Uh I'm excited thanks to our friends at Tupelo Honey, TupeloHoneyCafe.com. Um I did want to talk whatever. I'm sorry to hijack your mm-hmm, but I had to I had to prepare for my show and uh, I'm I glad you did show. because the Bartometer would have been proven to be a pile of junk. Yeah. Tony is recycling material between his show, my show and your show, by the way, he hit me with uh, which one of the, the worst draft capital teams is in best position to make the playoffs. I said, the said the other day, I said the bears. What did he say? I'm a pretty yes. good caller. I'm a pretty good caller. And I said, you are, but it's weird for you to say that. <laughs> um, it's almost well, like I, you're, it's almost like your pickleball, your world renowned pickleball coach that called the national perspective the other night and oh, gave yeah. a weird take on something. I don't even remember what it was. I just know that he first bragged about being a oh, and then he said, I'm a really I have a lot of really smart thoughts. And then it was something about do you remember what it was? It was something bizarre. I'm telling you, this crowd work I'm doing gets exhausting. <laughs> it's pretty good though. You got shit on by an eight year old. You're pretty good. You're not JR, but you're fine. I laughed at my car. He even timed it pretty well, comedically speaking. Right? Like yeah, he I, waited just long- I want to use that. A, I want to use that as a bump back. I like that. He, he he waited just long enough for you to go. Thanks, Teddy. And who, then he. Who 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 chooses your bumper music? By the way, and I'm with you. You don't acknowledge the bumper music. That's. But who, I think who, it's. Uh, I think it's just random CBS whatever's in the file. It's pretty. I like it. I miss some of the old Winkler classics, but it's pretty good. I've enjoyed I'm gonna, the show. It's I gotta, I, I gotta do a lot of. I gotta get an open going. I gotta. There's a lot I gotta do, but I spend my time in the middle of the day struggling to lift snow seven inches, and then talking with my friends here. So, bye, dudes. Thanks, guys. Great bye. Bye. Bye.